Uncle Pat has some awesome quotes as well. Dude, so. you know what he's from? He's Andy's father in The Breakfast Club. Thank you very much. He's Wurtz in The Dark Knight. He's Lukic in Above the Law. Yes. And also, he on the bullhorn in Risky Business in The Dream in the beginning where yes. the cops has come out. Yes. That's his voice. I know. Andrew Shue, Elizabeth Shue's brother who was in Melrose Place, he is in the wedding scene. The, he's like an extra in the background. There's a man seen twice in Jamaica. I don't know if you recognize him or not. 90210 guy. There it is. There it is. Uh, his name is James Eckhouse. He played uh, Brenda and Brandon Walsh's dad. Do you know what else he was in? It's I know, okay I always forgot. forget. He's one of the guards in Trading Places. That's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I love that so much. Gary Bannon, who plays the tourist who asks for his free drink when he goes to the bar, yeah. is literally playing the same role as the uncle from Home Alone, oh, yeah. who's like super cheap. Is like, yeah, yeah. is this champagne come free when he's on the plane? Yeah. It's the same dude. That's awesome. Right? Same universe. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few. Then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max in Cocktail. When you go to the bar and Brian Flanagan is bartending, what's one thing you know is underneath the shelf? A stool? A how to get rich book. Oh, how to get rich quick book. And what's the best way to save money and make money? Steal it. No. Getting a good mortgage. (laughs) If you already own a home and you need to refinance and get into a better mortgage, go to Sonic Loans. If you're looking to buy your first house, you know, something outside of the city so you can gaze across the gate and see the big lights in the bright city, that's where you want to go. Sonic Loans to get your mortgage. Coglin's Law. Why are you a mortgage, a mortgage, Coglin's Law. A mortgage is only as good as the papers written on, guy. So reach out to Sonic Loans and the Lost team. Lost the rope there, but big time. Let them know the Buzz in the Tower sent you. Get into the right mortgage today and enjoy the fruits of your labor. NMLS number one nine five five eight five five. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit SonicLoans.com or call three one three four eight eight four eight 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 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation called 248-595-0001. I can't think of a more important episode as it pertains to legal needs than cocktail. Custody battle, <laughs> alimony. Cutting your friend in a bar. Drunk and disorderly conduct. Falling downstairs. Yeah. Bolton Legal Group can do it all. They are going to aggressively represent you, whether it's bird law, whether it's real estate law. Drunk and disorderly. Drunk and disorderly conduct. Falling down a flight of stairs. Yeah. That's a lawsuit right there. Should have sued everyone. Live and fall. If you need a lawyer, reach out to Ian and his team of experts. Let them know that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Have the right partner in your corner when you're going into the legal system, because if you don't, you're going to end up alone writing notes that you post date and send to your friends after you die. It's a dark movie, Max. Dark movie. It really is at the end. Cocktails and nightmares. There you go. Cocktails and nightmares. (laughs) Reach out to Bolton Legal Group today.
today's episode, Cocktail. called Cocktail. It's got Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue and Brian Brown from FX2. Some people think it stinks, but we don't care what they think. We'll be talking about Cocktail today on Buzzing the Tower with Mo and Max. You did it! I did it. It was hard. It wasn't easy. Wait, you can't cut in. It's too early. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Brian Flanagan (laughs) to my Doug Coughlin, Max the Bartender Sanders. So I brought a surprise for Wait, I'm not done. And with that, way down in Kokomo. (laughs) (laughs) We're too excited for this, because this is our lives, basically. Learning about cocktail was exciting. Yeah. Of all the of all the gin joints and all the places you had to walk. I will say this. You walked into mine. I was already I, hired. Max, I uh yeah. the bar who can we can we say the name of the bar whose name Scorekeepers. We Scorekeepers, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Blah. Basically, <laughs> surprise, this is this is a spoiler alert. Yeah. The movie cocktail strictly based off of our experience <laughs> at Scorekeepers as bartenders. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Brian Flanning, well, we'll get into that later. First of all, I brought a red eye for both of us. Shut up. Do you want one? Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did I you really bring one? I stuff in the car. Shut up. You want to take one? Yes, I want to drink a red eye. I don't have it. Oh, uh, <laughs> see. Wow. I, I know. See, like, I totally called your bluff because I hardly ever drink anymore. Yeah. You know, what do I drink when I drink? Um, Scotch. McAllen. What do I drink before that? There's only two things I drink. You're right. But more so than Scotch, what do I drink? Everclear. Max. Fireball? Max. Uh, Came to Ann Arbor, sat down. Oh, uh, double double vodka martini on the Grey rocks. Grey Goose, extra, extra, extra dirty. dirty. Yeah. Come on, I didn't guy. know that was still your Come thing. Come on, I love that's my go-to drink. The last time we did that was 15 years ago, and you blacked out of my house, and we watched Walking Tall <laughs> all in the fa- morning. That's totally factual. <laughs> in our underwear, we're that's, just like, that's, that's very well, I was like, here's what's going to happen next. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know How this? can anybody argue the cocktail isn't the story of Max and Mo? Yeah, it's really before good. Before there was a podcast, yep. Max. Before any of that, it was just you and I bartending with no no flair. You know, the, so I have a little flair now. Well, let me tell you, I I, I can do the spinny thing. No, with no, my what hand. I do is I can stack up to fifteen shots. Oh, uh, that's like the other. easiest flair. No, no, but and I'm, then you drip it from the top and it, it water falls down to fill them. Yeah, but I do like uh, complicated shots like that. I have something I think also you'll, the rainbow shot. I have something I think you'll really appreciate. Yeah. In the movie cocktail, yeah. the techniques and the movement and the spinning is what's called flair. Yeah, but I think what you and I have at Scorekeepers is called. Rick Flair. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that what we do isn't Ric Flair. We do kick people in the face. I would like you to tell me in the movie Cocktail, did you ever see Tom Cruise jump over a bar and accidentally kick a woman in the face when he's trying to break up a fight? No, he never broke up a fight. That's he right. started a fight. Who hopped the bar on an average of once a week to, you either, did. to either start a fight or break up a fight? <laughs> Nowadays, he'd be like, I, <laughs> medic, I need a medic. Although you know, I, I was old when I was doing that. You save people for a living. I know, it's different. Actually, yeah. actually much easier to save people people than it is to beat people up i think you'd be as excited though i i i love to get back into it max yeah. when i came back we're gonna talk a lot about bartending today. let yeah. me pause let me pause because you and i are <laughs> yeah, way get, more yeah. fired up than normal so first of all welcome to the show hello uh, i missed you it's good to see your face i'm it in a pati- i'm in a particularly good mood today what happened i'm going to avoid being mean to you as much as i can wow usually i prepare to be mean to you today i'm gonna ease off a little bit did your Kids make honor roll? Or? No, 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 no. Not, not so much. <laughs> not that's not really their thing. Really? They're no, smart. No, they are super smart. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, most of them are. Two out of three are. Who's the stupid one? The, the one one's not, one's not, he's not stupid. Yeah. No, he's not stupid. He actually, you know, it's funny. He's really, really smart in math. Yeah. Not so smart in everything else, but really smart in math. If this is your first time listening to the show, you should know ahead of time that more so than friends, more so than podcasters, more so than professionals, we are at core bartenders. We really are. Cocktail and Roadhouse are the two movies where you and I, our faces light up when we get to talk no about joke. them. No joke. This drunk kid came in at like 9.30 last night, uh-huh. and he's you know, he's asking us, like, how much do you make a night? You know, all these stupid things. He goes, yo, me and my boys for the first time watched this movie last night, Roadhouse. You seen it? And we're like, ah, yeah. We see, he goes, kind of reminds me of this place, man. The double deuce. <laughs> the double deuce. That's amazing. 
You should have looked at him and be like, I expect you to be bigger. Yeah. I, those two movies, I, and I can't even explain why, but they, they romanticize my experience as being a bartender. While neither of our experiences bartending were exactly Roadhouse or exactly Cocktail. Yeah, no, there's, girl ropes are Jamaica. But there's enough. There's enough to lightly lift out of both of them. Where yeah. We're like, yeah, we've had that moment. Well, this is, watching it this time, I felt this on an emotional level. Like, I needed... To sit down. Did this rejuvenate you a little bit? So yes, and also it was kind of like look in the mirror, like oh man, a little depressing. I could could see that. I I could see that. I don't want you to kill yourself. So if this is your first time listening to the show and you haven't done so already, please on whatever podcast platform you're using, follow us, subscribe to the show. It costs nothing. It's a free act of kindness that keeps Max and I afloat in all of the uh, what's the name of the drink that you were gonna make me? Red eye. All the red eyes you can afford. Or the Alabama Slammer. (laughs) The kamikaze. The sex on the beach. <laughs> there are a lot of sexual terms for drinks. This, Yeah, this, there's a lot of sexual terms in this movie. It's hard to talk about parts of this movie. Uh, I mean, it's Tom Cruise, so it's not really sex. <laughs> He's tickling. He's a tickler. <laughs> he is a tickler. The old tickler. <laughs> Do you know what term I came up with that was fascinatingly horrible? No. With Sean. Uh, I, I, one day we were calling each other names, and I called him a puppet tickler. And if you really think about the implication of tickling a puppet is a horrifying and ter- terrible thing to think about. Because you think it's alive? Well, it's just there's a lot to it. Like what, The feltness of what, it? What motivates one to tickle a puppet? I mean, Tickle Me Elmo has kind of gotten uh, us there. For kids, yeah. as a grown adult, what would motivate you? Today. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> so if you haven't yet, like I said, leave a review as well. That helps us big time. And then if you're looking for more content, swing on over to TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us by looking for our tag at Buzz in the Tower. Yeah, B- TikTok likes us again. B- U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Go to our website, buzzinthetower.com. You can get officially licensed swag. We should start fermenting our own beer and stuff and selling it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like fermenting your own like rutabagas. No, I don't know the one ferments a rutabaga, but that's okay. Well, what is it when you is pickle it? it? Isn't fermentation? It. Yeah. Yeah. Just calm down. I got to go for a beer. Oh, man. I thought you had red eyes. I was ready to party. It's snowing out. I'd crash on the way home. I'm, you probably will anyways. This might be your last podcast. It's not looking good outside. You always, you like scheduling us during snowstorms and then you're like, at the very end, you're like, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. No, that's my, that's how I sleep at night. <laughs> If you'd like to follow us at a more hardcore level and invest in the trust that is Buzz in the Tower, patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Everything on there you could think of from polls to live Zooms. In fact, I just had a, a really cool Patreon question thrown up there, Max. Why don't I pull it up for you? You want to do it now? Yeah, why not? It's all fun and games. So I let all of our co-pilots know that we were going to be talking about cocktail, and I asked them what their favorite 80s cocktail is from an 80s movie and there's a lot and i'll even open this up even more i would say max from any type of media movie anything any any decade any time any era what what is your favorite fictional drink because if you open it up outside of the 80s and movies i have a different one i'll start with giving you the one that i listed mine was and you'll love this because you know that outside of a very dirty martini and scotch do you remember what my favorite shot is favorite shot oh my god probably don't remember because i don't do shots a lot never it's surprising i love tequila Tequila is my favorite shot. So my favorite drink from an 80s movie is from Weird Science. Do you remember when do you remember when Max and Ian, Max played by Robert Russler, Ian played by Robert Downey Jr., are trying to convince Lisa, played by Kelly LeBrock, to ditch the zeros and get with the heroes? Yeah. And she's feeding herself tequila shots. Mm. So mine is very simple, tequila with training wheels. One ounce of tequila, two shakes of salt, and one lime wedge. Nah, I was an Australian tequila shot guy. You remember those? Yeah, that's foul. You snort <laughs> Tell a li- people what that is. You snort a line of salt, you take a tequila shot, and, and you spray the lime in your eye. You squirt the lime in your eye. We used to do those all the time. I know. God, Jesus <laughs> Or a chili Christ. willy. You ever done that? I've never done a chili willy. So you take a shot glass, you turn it on its head, and you put the shot on the top, and it like, you know, stays because of water tension, Yeah, yeah. and you snort it. That's, again, terrible. <laughs> A lot of snorting involved. That's awful. Uh, we got Ryan Lavender. When I asked this, he put that uh, he went immediately for who wants an orange whip, orange whip, orange whip, three orange whips. A Canadian liking a Canadian. Of course. He was at 11. Johnny Monroe uh, would like the red eye. Of course. Uh, he gave the full recipe, which you, you the forgot red to eye? bring. Yeah. Of course he gave it. Um, it's 1.5 ounces of vodka. One egg. And uh, six ounces of tomato juice. And also, they looks like he threw aspirin or Tylenol in. <laughs> That's so awesome. He brought the, Johnny brought this up. He's right. Uh, they did. He did drop a few in there. So that looks foul. Um, Hannah Eason who I don't think is 21, she notes in here that she's not much help in the recipe department since she's not of drinking age, but she does find it hilarious. This is a great call that uh, Jerry Dandridge, a vampire, is drinking a Bloody Mary in Fright Night while he's chatting up the main character's mom. Oh, that's awesome. I thought that was very cool as well. Paul Cavanaugh, of course, is Paul Cavanaugh, and he went with the water that Mouth is playing with in the Goonies. <laughs> Ingredients, water and filth. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, what's the matter, Mikey? <laughs> 
That's a really good call. Uh, what do you, what are some of your faves? I know I put you on the spot because you didn't know about so this. So I used to be like drink as much as you can and like figure everything else out. Remember, this is from an 80s movie. Yeah, no. Okay, I'm just making sure. I was explaining it. All right, go. Continue, sorry. Indiana Jones. Uh, uh, when they're doing the drinking contest. I don't yeah. know what that is, but it's foul. Yeah. I like the like competition of strength yeah. of alcohol. Yeah. You know what I mean? What was it? It's got to be like. I don't remember. I bet we could find shine. it. Yeah, I bet we could figure it out, but I don't remember. I also thought, uh, same thing, was it whiskey when uh, when uh, Gary and Wyatt are at the bar and they get hammered? Yeah, I'm not and, sure. They don't make like a specific what they're drinking, yeah. but Gary is just wasted. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Uh, uh, so outside of 80s movies Beer in fest. general general pop culture I have the number one what? I could I so Disney Plus now shows all Simpsons episodes and my kids have gotten into watching them oh, that's starting awesome. at season one season one sucks it does but I've been watching yeah and I'm like wow like talk about something that I didn't Remember how I talked about have that uh, auditory memory, auditory memory, uh, the Simpsons episodes. I remember, I remember all of them, yeah. right? Monorail. Yeah. Um, every one of these What's episodes. What's wrong with me? So I do you know where I'm crazy. going with this? Duff Select? No. Uh, the Venus de Milo? Nope. Uh, hold on. Can I tell you now? No. The bird that keeps typing yes? Nope. I trusted you. The Flaming Mo. Oh, yeah. The fla- or the yeah. Flaming Homer yeah, that, yeah. that Mo steals. Yeah, it's really I just good. watched that episode. I was like, yes, that is the drink. That, that is, is the drink. I like it. That's great. And then they do the cheers. I, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, it almost sounds just like cheers, except it's like diff- down a key. It's like, sometimes you want to go <laughs> to Flaming Mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have a whole commercial. Oh, it's great. The Simpsons is so good, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm, I can. Oh, yeah, brother. The one where Homer uh, trips on those peppers. Mm-hmm. And that talking dog was just a talking coyote. Yeah, uh, the chili eating contest, yeah. right? Yeah. Hello, Homer. Man, oh man. So, Max, that takes care of our Patreon. That takes care of our announcements. Before we talk about cocktail, I do have to tell anyone out there: if you've never worked as a bartender, it is the best job in the world. So, when he says you're the king of the poppers and vagabonds, you are. You are literally a legal drug dealer in America, and you get to decide whether people have a good night or not. You can punish someone. You can treat them like a jerk. You can make them look like a king. Yeah, it's so much fun. Like, I, I would never be a waiter or a waitress because I feel like they are they too easily or treated poorly. And they don't have control of what they do. You got it. When yeah. you're the bartender, especially at a busy bar, yeah. and everyone is just fighting and clamoring for your attention to get their drink, it is a power that which many will not have. Oh, yeah. Did they, was that English? I, mean, I, I was like a little Game of Thrones. 50 sorority girls shrieking my name. It's not a bad ego Shrieking boost. or streaking? Uh, shrieking. Okay, I thought I said streaking. I'm like, when did you have 50 sorority girls streaking? I mean, my 27th birthday. I actually, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, Max. <laughs> Scorekeepers is they should make a movie about it. It's un. I tell people stories about bartending at that bar, and yeah. pe- most having to do with you. And people just their jaws drop. They yeah. don't. They don't believe that those things can happen. Kids spend ten thousand dollars a night. I get two, three thousand dollars tips once in a while. Yeah, one of the things about the University of Michigan is you, your clientele is so diverse. So you have locals that live in Ann Arbor. Yeah. You have locals that go to school in Ann Arbor, and then you have the wealthy elite of the West Coast and East Coast. Right, like the owner of the Giants. New York. Giant son, son, yeah, who was an interesting guy. Yeah, he's nuts. Or uh, one guy, I, he told me his dad manages the wealth for Nigeria. Yeah, I was like, oh. You're like, are you, are you are you who I'm getting these emails from about yeah. some prince and needing to get five million dollars? <laughs> Although kind of funny, his mom was the mayor of Beverly Hills. Sure. And I thought it was like a big deal. Yeah. Apparently it's not. So they just like picked one of the moms to run the place. <laughs> sure. So she was very unimpressive. It's good. That's I was really like, nice. you're the mayor of Beverly yeah. Hills? Like Axel Foley went to you? Kim Amel, Quimby. <laughs> Axel, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Oh, Max. Weird. It's very weird. So I I think that- We pour liquids into cups. It's more than that though, right? Like the, I don't know that everybody's experience bartending is the same as our experience bartending. It's just the highs and the lows and the laughter and, and just it's- and the mo- And the moments where there'd be like a Michigan Michigan State basketball game and we'd be bartending that night and ringing the bell. Yeah. Just ringing the- There's this bell right behind the bar when something incredible would happen. You'd ring the bell and everybody would turn around. Yeah, and the like, players come on? in after like a national televised game and so celebrate. John Jansen, who is now a local radio guy who was on that national championship team in in 97. Yep. He played offensive tackle. He went to the Washington at the time, the Washington Redskins, and was a pro bowl. Yeah. yeah, now the Commanders. I said at the time, the Washington I know, Redskins. We can just say Commanders. Okay, sorry. Jesus. Didn't mean to get all unwoke on you. So he played he played tackle for the Commanders for I don't even know, like 20 years, a long time. Yeah. And now he, like I say, he's a local radio guy. And he came into the bar with his wife 
at the time they were dating. I think she was a collegiate swimmer and I was a bouncer. I hadn't become a bartender at this time. I was sitting at the front door and he walked in. He's like, hey, I'm like, just between the two of us, whatever you choose to do and here's up to you, I can't stop you. <laughs> he was a monster of a man. Yeah. Big, super nice. Charles Woodson, yeah. uh, when he was like 19 and tried to get in the bar and I was like, I need to see an ID <laughs> and he held his national championship ring up on my face and said, let me in. I was like, after you, sir, like little things like that. Michael Phelps. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's more modern, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Lil Dicky, I've served before. Uh, when Jim Harbaugh, before he was the coach at the University of Michigan, he used to hold the Harbaugh Invitational, which oh, yeah. I don't think you ever worked that. No. So the Harbaugh Invitational was this big uh, charity fun thing that he would fundraiser that he would do, and I would always work those. And you'd see Dave Coulier was there <laughs> from Family or Family Matters from Full House. Yeah. Uh, Barry Sanders would come to oh, these. It, awesome. was, it was wild, dude. It was wild. Yeah, and you were always my uh, Coglin that you would try to like bet me fifty dollars to do like you. Would oh, I try to get you in so much trouble. Question Max. my manhood all the time, and it would result in me doing something stupid. amazing, amazing things. Like yeah, you, I know the amount of times the amount. I mean, I can, I can speak to it in platitudes. The amount of times the that lesbians. You, <laughs> The amount of times the fist fighting in the liquor room. The amount of times spilled whiskey. And that's the best story. And I can't even tell it. I can't. You're right. I can't tell any of these stories. (laughs) The bottom line is like, like I almost, you said it best bleach. You really did say it best that that I am really (laughs) mentally ill and I collect people. Like some people collect Fabergé. You do. And you were my finest Fabergé. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I would put yes. you in my little case. And yeah, you're right. As I'm more think about it, like we can't tell any stories. Other than it was an absolute blast bartending. And if Still I ever, I, I know. I had a great time last night. I bet you did. Yeah. Selena doesn't care at all. She's just like. About what? About just like being in that environment. Not It's not, forget the cheating. The cheating is is what it is. If you're yeah, going to cheat on someone, you're going to cheat. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Selena, <laughs> like, I love you so much. But, no just, but just like the environment, right? It's yeah. like, it's a really unhealthy environment. Yeah, but actually. That's the, what Cocktail nailed, by the way. So, yeah. So here's the interesting thing. Once you get past like the Flanagan, what's it all about? If someone becomes a career bartender and isn't like suicidal like Coglin, you know what I mean? Like in a drunk. Every one of the bartenders that works there now has worked there over 10 years. We have, I think, 121 years of institutional memory between eight people, which is crazy. It's nuts. So and we're all married or we all have girlfriends. Yeah. And it's like we all kind of just if you have a collective as a, as a bar, you know, they they bought from bar to bar in this, right. in this movie. Right, right. If you have it where it's like a home, it's Cheers. It's where everyone uh, knows your name. I don't know, man. That place is not like Cheers. It's still not. No, it's still not healthy. But I'm saying like it's every not like, every every person that I worked with at Scorekeepers that became a manager at one point went on academic probation or got thrown out of school. I didn't. Talking about my first stint, not oh, yeah. not more recently. Or did Dustin? And uh, I feel like he might have. <laughs> we'll have to ask him. He'd have to. Probably, I mean, congratulations to Dustin. He lost some weight. He looks great. Good for him. He was a handsome guy back in the I day. I know. He's starting to get back to the handsomeness. Oh, man. So he holds all his fat in his stomach and his face. <laughs> he is going to just love No, he this. told me this. Right, good, good. And he's like, when I lose 10 pounds, it just sucks it out of me. I'm like, yeah. His legs are jacked, actually. That's weird. Weird comment. Uh, Max, yeah. I think we've talked enough about things that people <sighs> don't care about. Now we should talk about what, Let's talk about what everybody came for cocktail cocktail is one of those movies where on the outside looking in it's a terrible movie it's the litmus test for if you love the 80s you ask somebody hey what do you think of cocktail if their eyes light up they actually enjoyed the air in the right way right no you're right uh siskel ebert basically everybody else in the world Razzies. They, they, it won the most lovable movies you hate. It's like on the list of the top hundred, yep. like hateable, like bad movies you love to watch, yep. which I think is a fair way to Absolutely. assess it. I still think on now. I am totally jaded, of course, because of one Elizabeth Shue being in this film. It's her. By the way, I was going to ask you this: Is this the sexiest Elizabeth Shue has been in a movie? Wow. So let me get to that. It's oh. a great question. Let, okay. me, let me start with this. Ten thousand feet. What do you think? Cocktail is about a talented New York City bartender who takes a job at a bar in Jamaica and falls in love. Very simple. Very. Simple. Simple. You would think there's a lot more to it than <laughs> yeah. that. Um, it is directed by Roger Donaldson, who you wouldn't know for a lot, but I will tell you, I uh, I love Cadillac Man. No, you're you're 80s, 80s. Okay, Sp- I know. I know well, that's 90s. I, I know. Yeah. Go. I know you're Dante's Peak. I know there's no species. Species. I didn't like species. That is a coming of age Natasha. Whatever name. I'm is? not a huge species. Michael. Fan. Mike. Mad. Mad. Madsen. Mad Mardigan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mad Mardigan. I'll get through all these. Hold on. Do the. Give me back the baby, you stupid. Give back the baby, you stupid <laughs> bikini. I say that in the shower every time. You say a lot in the shower. Like, whose body is this? <laughs> Dear Dead or God. alive. Dead You're or alive. With me. I'm soaping. Soapy soap. <laughs> Uh, directed by Roger Donaldson, written by Hayward Gould, who also wrote the book. So this is based on a true story. He was it's very, based on his life. He was very unhappy. With very that. unhappy, <laughs> dude. 
So there's a lot of, well, whatever, I'm jumping around. Let's continue with the stars. Well, so, uh, Tom Cruise, Brian Brown, Elizabeth Shue. So Tom Cruise, you know. Brian Brown, you probably don't unless you've seen FX. Yeah. And, Eli- and Elizabeth Shue, oh, no, or you should long, know. Along came Polly. He's the uninsurable. He is the guy, uninsurable guy in Along came <laughs> Polly. Could have been the same guy, actually. Like, down the very road. similar. Oh, very similar. Himself. So Roger Donaldson, to your point, outside of doing Species, the other movie you might know him from is No Way Out, which is an 80s movie, which you need to watch. Uh, Kevin Costner. I have seen it. All right, well, good. Kevin Costner, Gene it? Hackman, and Sean Young. Yes, that's why I asked you if it's you a, had. It's an awesome movie. So for his career... He does that movie. He gets cocktail. Then he goes to Cadillac Man. And then you said species. And I added Dante's Peak in there. Dante's Peak's okay. No, it's, it's Pierce Bronson, yeah. right? Haywood Gold didn't do a ton outside of this. But again, this was his life story. And he did not like the type of movie it well, turned into. He, he did some episodes of NYPD and The Equalizer. He wrote 12 books. And he's kind of more in the cop and murder stuff. Do you yeah. want to know the name of his books? What? <laughs> killer Nashville so Noir. Excited. The Serial Killer's Daughter. Leading Lady. Green Light. For murder, Glitterburn. Those are great. Yeah, pretty uh, good. I'm only going to talk about what Tom Cruise did prior to Cocktail. Oh my God, can, I, his, can I try to do it off the top of my head? If I, if you get all of them, I'd be stunned. Hit, <sighs> me, hit me. Okay, I'm going to miss In this. order? Yeah, okay, let's see if Go. I can do this in order. Oh, man. So there's Endless Love in 81, right? Yep. And then we got All the Right Moves. Nope. Wait, 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 no, no, wait. No, no, we got Taps, 81. Taps in 81. Okay, then we got All the Right Moves, 83. Nope. Wait. Well, yes, yeah, but yeah, no, no, technically. No, 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 risky Business, too. Nope. In the, in the order of release, you've got The Outsiders, Risky oh, Business, All the Right Moves. Those I'm giving you those three. Those, those are 83. 83. Yeah. I was going to say The Outsiders. What do you got in 85? You got Top Gun. Nope. How do you not know oh, what year? Come on. Sorry. What do you got in 85? You got, you got Legend. You got Legend. And you got. 86. Top Gun. And. Color of Money. Yep. And then 88. Rain Man. <laughs> More important than Rain Man. Cocktail. Yeah, yeah, And then 89, Born on the Fourth of July. And then you get into his Days of Thunder. It's a rough rush. Ra- 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 <laughs> days of Thunder is 90s. So I said, then you get yeah. into the 90s so with Days of Thunder. This is the perfect, this is the last movie where Tom Cruise is kind of the young whippersnapper. They before. were shocked that he even took it. Disney didn't want Tom Cruise, not because they didn't want Tom Cruise, because they never thought he would go for it. Yeah. And Tom Cruise saw this and was like, all right. It really is out of character for him, but it's in that vein, he loves people who do specific jobs. Because he, he wants to learn. I he think does. he just wants to like get a new craft under his arm. Yeah. Yeah, he, I agree. He's learned how to be a helicopter he's, pilot. He's something else. Yeah. Um, Brian Brown, who was in FX, he was in other stuff, but you would know him best as FX. And that's why the Brian Brown is Brian Brown is FX. Roger Donaldson had him in mind 100% based on his performance in FX. In fact, so much so he flew in from Sydney to New York to read for the part, got off the plane. It's a 20 hour ride, Yeah. got off the plane and and, and was right. And he was terrible. Like his audition was garbage yeah. and Donaldson was like, go home, get some rest, come back tomorrow. And he's like, I can't mate. I gotta get back on a plane. Crocodile down day. My dingo ate my baby. <laughs> Why are you making fun of the people you love? I love Australians yeah. so much. I think you're right. I shouldn't make fun There's of so them. There's so many spiders down there. I'd go otherwise. Yeah. Do you really see them a lot? Yes. You yeah. see everything. Australia's the best. I'd move there in a second. When Trish, leave, like that when Trish leaves me, yeah. which will happen eventually, I kidnap Elizabeth Shue and I head to Australia. I mean, podcast with the double impact guys yeah yeah those are great so uh one, so anyways donaldson says yeah. go home and come back because this is garbage and he's like i can't i need to go back to sydney tomorrow and donaldson said all right i'm never showing this audition tape to anyone and hired him despite having a terrible audition that's awesome so he's so perfect in this role but i had one mind melding question actually yes do you think mel gibson would have been better no as australian it would be too much also mel gibson himself like part of what i think makes brian brown great is he's understated He's, he's like the life of the party he's everywhere. Not, he's not the life of the party. He's a sneaky little rat who's always in the shadow, kind of making life difficult. He's not overzealous or boisterous. The the photo, when the photographer's like, let me get a picture of the new hottest bartender in New York. Yeah. And he comes in, he's like, my protege. And he's like, no, I need you to move out of the picture. Okay, You wouldn't move Mel Gibson out of that picture. I think Coglin's the coolest. I, of course you do. Because that's how you look at me. I'm your Coglin. And you're my, uh, that doesn't make sense. Flanagan. You're obviously, mental health is much worse than mine. Uh, Elizabeth Shue, who prior to this had done Karate Kid and Adventures in Babysitting. She then does Cocktail and then rounds out the 80s with uh, the couple Back to the Future movies. Yes, I know Back to the Future 3 was in the 90s. I don't need you to tell me again. Wasn't going to say it. You were. I can see it in your beady little eyes. My eyes are beautiful. You asked me the question, is this the sexiest role that Elizabeth Shue has ever played? I think it is. But- not just because she's involved in more of those types of acts and, and has a little bit more skin showing. Probably for me, it's just more, it's full range. You see a little bit of Allie. You see, I mean, you see a little bit of all of her previous characters. And then you also see this like wild party girl. The, the whole fact that she, she took this wild, role. Was she? Well, she was she's in a, Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> 
But she, she's like wild with him. Like wild party girls are like on top of the table screaming woo. Yeah. Woo! Well, she got pregnant pretty quick, so she didn't have the opportunity. Did that make her woo. wild? I don't know. That's pretty wild to me. Getting pregnant by and a bartender in a foreign country is pretty champagne wild. champagne while you're pregnant. Yeah, can I? We don't know that. We think she was drinking champagne. Most of the time sparkling when you do. Sparkling cider. Yeah. I, that's a, I have sparkling cider for my kids at New Year's. So I have, a hot, I have a hot take, though. Oh, Jesus. Of course you do. I think she's kind of a loser in this movie. She should not be with Tom Cruise. Do you know what I mean? Like, she shouldn't be with Why everything. is she a loser? I don't know. She's just kind of like trying to achieve her dream. And that's yeah, that makes you what, what a loser. This is so <laughs> introspect into your life and what you think about things. Someone out there has all of the resources available to her and she makes a decision to follow her heart. And you're like, loser. Use your resources. Yeah. And like, there's no way that marriage lasts. I disagree. You think so? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. When you have someone, someone like, bets him 50 bucks to do something, he's going to, he's immature. He's immature. He's still like 24 by the end of the movie. All right, Max. Anyways, don't, talk, don't talk crap about her. He, hey, run, he runs the next day. I also, dreams burns down. I also, before we even go a step further, I can't believe I forgot all this. I had a list of other things that we needed to talk about that I missed. So I'm going to do it right now. Okay. We got a wonderful shout out on a podcast that I sent to you called the sip list S I P like sipping on a drink, yes. which is ironic because we're doing our cocktail episode. So the sip list podcast, uh, Amanda Kohlhofer, I hope I'm saying that right. She hosts a podcast and this particular episode, which was season six, episode one. So she just kicked off her season, which is great. They did the top five podcasts that we love. She had a bunch of guests on there. One of her guests was Casey box. The box there. Ka- Casey box has a couple podcasts an evening at the movies and season in the number two season. So season to that season. That just opened. Just opened. Just opened or started. Open, started. Sure. Whatever. Sure, whatever. So anyways, Casey, when it was his turn to list his top five, picked ours truly, Buzz in the Tower, is one of the top five. So Very I wanted to think, first I wanted to thank um, Amanda. I think it's a really cool idea to do an episode kind of dedicated in industry. And I listened to the whole episode. I really liked her podcast. So check that out. And then Casey as well. Thank you for picking us. And I believe we're going to have Casey as our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight next week. Correct? Correcto. All right. Excellent. Also, Matt. Max, longtime fan, longtime supporter. Long Duck Dong? No. <laughs> Jesus. No automobile. Uh, Tony Tony Huddleston Jr. has got a birthday coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the thing you don't know. He reached out to you because you're our social media manager and told you, hey, could you give me a shout out on my birthday? I really appreciate it, which I believe today's Monday. Well, today's Sunday. Wednesday. Episode goes out Tuesday. It'll be Wednesday, yeah. uh, the 25th. So first and foremost, go ahead and wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tony. He separately reached out to me knowing that you would never pass the message along and had a specific request on how he'd like his birthday wish to him. Would you like to guess what he asked me to do? Jeff Goldblum? No, yes, yes, yes. No, no. He asked me to do it in yeah. Didn't want you to know. So what was something, what's something I would do that would annoy you to no ends? The Bane voice. On your birthday, Tony, the darkness should come. You are stronger than the darkness. I take my birthday back, Tony. You were born on the 25th. This is terrible. But I was awake. (laughs) Happy birthday. You need a Bane tattoo. You need a Bane tattoo. I'll get one. Tony, I know you will. Happy birthday, and thank you as always for your fandom. We appreciate you very much, sir. He's so positive. He's a great dude. I get a message from him weekly. I love it. I look forward to it. Not like your messages. (laughs) Do my texts have Dirk and Dirk? I don't know where to Dirk go. Dirk. You're doing a really great job of not being mean. I know. I'm trying. It's not easy. By the way, biggest crush on Gina Gershon in this movie. Yeah, right? She's amazing. She's super cute in this movie. She's so great. You well, know, she's no Kelly Lynch, though. That's true. The women in this movie are out of control. They're smoke shows. They're yeah. all gorgeous. All of them. So, I mean, Gina Gershon was like big part of my childhood because of uh, Showgirls. Oh, yeah. Crystal Connors. <laughs> Showgirls. Yeah. God. You know, she's in Pretty in Pink. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. You know, she's in uh, Pretty in Pink and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I did not know that. Yeah, she's a gym class friend in Pretty in Pink and she's an uncredited dancer in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. So speaking she's of in Red Heat, too. speaking of fun facts and random things, yep. we got a lot. This movie has a lot behind it. got a it. lot of stuff going on. So the, I gave the quick version of the story, but basically Brian Flanagan, who's played by Tom Cruise, which rewatching this movie... I didn't even realize this. So at the beginning of the movie, he's in like a U.S. consulate vehicle with a siren with American flags on the front. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember watching that before and thinking like, oh, he was a bartender and a bunch of these military guys must have grabbed him. But the more I put two and two together, he for sure is in the military. His duffel bag is a U.S. issued military duffel bag. His uncle, Pat, when he gets into town, talks, sa- about, talks about like and, and like, like, oh, are you out of the military? Like he is a mil- ex-military. So yeah. in this movie, Tom Cruise. Who's Brian Flanagan, ex-military. He's got big dreams. Again, he's young, 
So I don't know if he just got dishonorably discharged or whatever happened. Well, I mean, he, he's 24, 25. Maybe it's a four or five years. I could have been. He got in at 18. He's out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have to say there are so many tropes that I didn't realize were 80s movie tropes. And I'm going to give you a couple of them right now that crack me up. And one of them, I guess, isn't really an 80s movie trope. It's because it happened in uh, Saturday Night Fever with uh, Travolta. But one of the tropes right away is the big city, the big city. Yeah. Secrets of my success. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. When they get into the city and it's a montage of all the things that are big city, right? Like Beverly Hills Cop. Walking it was like dogs. walking all the dogs. Yeah. yeah. And 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 uh, secret to my success, the interview process to get a job. Yeah. Like if you've never had a job before, you'd be like, this is the most stressful thing I've ever seen in my life. Like they just are going like, no, yeah. no, sorry, no. Need more experience, but I can't get experience unless you hire me. That montage is the exact same. Michael J. Fox goes through that Tom Cruise goes through. I mean, it's literally the same thing. They're going from place to place to place. Eventually he lands in this mid ground where he walks into a bar. It's a TGI Fridays, right? I know. Isn't that weird? It's super weird. So in the 80s, was it like an actual, like, I don't know. I wasn't New York that. people were like, I guess. Yeah. I, as he's applying for jobs, he's wearing his fancy suit. He walks into a TGI Fridays. He does. And that's where he meets your boy. Oh, my God. Doug Coughlin. Coughlin's laws. He's just, so the first thing he says, hold on, let me see if I can get this right. Douglas Coughlin, logical negative. Damn it. <clears throat> Douglas Coughlin, logical negative, negativist. How do you say this? Negativist. Douglas Coughlin. <laughs> all right. Can I? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Can I leave uh, all of your all of your takes? You can. Sure. Are good. Douglas Coughlin, logical negativist, flourished in the last part of the 20th century. Profound. Oh, propounded a set of laws the world generally ignores to its detriment. No one, including me, will ever get those two minutes back. But I appreciate say it. Say negativist. Negativist. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> And he's drinking, he's drinking a red eye, right? He is, he is. So he... He's an alcoholic, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Like full blown. Full blown. So he gets in there, they meet each other, and what basically Brian Flanagan is trying to do is he's trying to live his dream. And his dream is a combination of the American dream, hitting it big. This this is the most 80s Ronald Reagan like bumper sticker. Self-made, how do I make a million dollars? Yeah. 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 I don't want to go from A to B to C. Get me from A to A to C. A to C. A to Z. Yeah. Zed. Yeah. Zed's dead. Zed's dead, baby. Um, so Uncle Pat's great. Uncle Pat has some awesome quotes as well. Dude, so. do you know what he's from? What uh yes. Um oh, <laughs> this is where you answer. Uh <laughs> he's Andy's father. Negativist. He's, he's Andy's father in the Breakfast Club. Thank you very much. He's Wurtz in the Dark Knight. Remember the yes. guy who gets shot behind the bar? Yes, yes. He's Lukich in Above the Law. Yes. And also, he on the bullhorn in Risky Business in the dream in the beginning where yes. the cops has come out, yes. that's his voice. I know. He's just the old grizzled like cop who shouldn't be, still be on the force, always. He, all, accurate. Very yeah. accurate. He's pretty. He's actually the most charming in this movie. He's yeah. Got, he's got some good advice. He does. He, he does. He charges everyone for everything. He's a cheapskate. Well, also, his quote at the beginning. Uh, I, smart, I won't work. That one. All things in life, good and bad, kind of just happen to you. That's, a, that's so, a great quote. There's some great quotes there, in this movie. For yearbook quotes, this might be the most quotable 80s movie sure i don't disagree with that the uh everything ends badly otherwise it wouldn't end i like that one too that's like mind-bloating like mind-blowing that's why they call it a crush yeah if it it didn't hurt no i'm kidding that's from 16 candles (laughs) (laughs) i like you agree immediately when were they talking about crushes max in this movie i have a crush on kelly lynch yeah you do the liquor the luck is gone the brain is shot but the liquor we still got the angry college professor another trope so like he he is so mad so he equal so brian flanagan's balance right and this is where it's so true to being a bartender there's a part of all bartenders at some point where they're like is this really my career yep and they try to balance it like for you it's when you tried to sell um mortgages you, for like a hot minute you were gonna go be a mortgage broker yeah and i did a party bus company and a coach no that's that, i see that's even different okay because that's still like really that's your job you're I, gonna be a party coach you yeah. tried to have like a normal job once because like that predatory little part lending. of you yeah, yeah. Pre- predatory lending no, 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 it's no. great work <laughs> but like there's that part of that person who's in the service industry who's like is this my career do i want something more so it's it's interesting because at the end of the day, what he's trying to balance is in his mind, right? Following his dream, but at the same token, bartending is kind of the most get rich quick scheme in the world. It really is. It's monopoly money. It's incredible. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. And then the, the connections you make and the social networking, it's unbelievable. No, when uh, Coughlin says, it's like, people can get hit by lightning. Right. I've seen it happen. Right. And it's, no, it's true. The angry professor in this, who's a bastard, is the same angry professor from The Freshman with uh, really? Matthew Broderick. That's great. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. He is so mad at Tom Cruise in this movie. Big he's, time. He's so me- he's so mean to that house mom who like just wanted to open uh like Paula Deen's yeah. or yeah. why do I keep saying Paula Deen? I don't know. <laughs> Rachel Ray. <laughs> You're making racist cakes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> racist chicken. <laughs> but it's interesting because 
you get immediately, I don't mind when movies do this. You and I are very similar. I like things soft served to me. So you immediately learn about who Brian Flanagan is. Brian Flanagan gets on a bus and heads to the big city. He's on the bus for 15 minutes. He's good with babies. And he's holding a baby yeah. and laughing and he's social and he's got a good heart. And then you meet his uncle and his uncle is, you know, what's wrong with hard work? That's how your dad did it. And you get the feeling that his parents have both passed away and, and have their he's, he's furniture the, repossessed. He's the mortgage or the repossession. Yeah. So you know that this is a guy who, you understand why Flanagan wants money because who, he goes, that's not me, man. Who always wants outside of Max and outside of Max Sanders, who always wants money. People the person that it. didn't, they don't yeah. have it. Yeah. You covet what you don't have, Max. Yeah. Mental stability. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? Like, I mean, I, my parents, my mom did a wonderful job, but like there were times where she didn't know how she was going to pay the electric bill. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about that too. <clears throat> when it came to, I mean, I don't want to get too personal. And now I love money. I was going to say the way you make your family, your core, like you want a strong foundational family. You, your parents went through divorce. Right. You know I mean? For sure. Sorry. I didn't mean to. That's no, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. Why don't we talk about it? No, it's all right. Why don't we talk about uh, tears of endearment? Tears of endearment. Tears. Terms. Terms. Tears. <laughs> Give me the shot. I Give her the so shot. Much. Give you the shot. I wish I could euthanize you live on this show. What would be my last words? <sighs> Dead or alive. <laughs> Great. Yes, yes, yes. No, I, I think that's what makes this somewhat of a charming movie. What makes this movie ridiculous is the 80s-ness of it. The last 30 minutes is like oh, jumping Jesus the shark. Christ. It's yeah. a little intense. All right, so. But, uh, can I say something that's nope. actually unique Sorry, about this movie? Sorry, I can't say it. One Sorry. thing. Go ahead. So the one unique thing about this movie, you say like, you know, it's got all the 80s check marks. What it does do that I love is he's a terrible bartender. They don't do the montage or anything. Next shift, he's great. Yeah. I like that. I would have liked the montage. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, how many times can you flip a bottle? Max, I love a good montage, and you know that. Yeah. Before we get into all the facts that we have about this movie, which there are some pretty wild and fun ones, why don't we take a quick break to hear from our sponsors? Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedoby.com. That's D-O-B-I. The perfect home for the perfect family. When I sweep Elizabeth's shoe off of her feet and punch her butler in the face, <laughs> I know that where her and I are going to end up has to be the perfect place. And if you're looking for the Just perfect the, home. Live with the dad. No. Don't raise this baby and here's some money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> dear diary. <laughs> Jackpot. Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. So anyways, uh, what were we talking about? Dolby Real Estate. Yeah. They are the people that are going to find you the right home. They've got the right marketers, the right real estate agents, the right legal. If you need a house because you need something to mortgage to fulfill your dream of basically making TGI Fridays across the United States, <laughs> it's a solid business plan. Reach out to Dolby Real Estate. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Get ready to enjoy the home buying or home selling process. $400 million in sales in 21, 1,000 homes sold. They are the best. Go get them. There was a TGI Fridays in Los Angeles, and there was a bartender. His name was John Bandy, and he was hired to train Cruz and Brown after he served a woman who was working for Disney. John Bandy to the rescue. John Bandy to the rescue. <laughs> go, John Bandy. Go, John. I'd like to do a movie. I'd like to write a script called, like, the John Bandy story about this TGI Fridays bartender who was doing flair and who they were like, we need you, Bandy. I already got the name for it. <laughs> Overserved. That's great. It's not bad. Do you know my one entrepreneurial fantasy? I'll never have a chance to do it, but I think it's an amazing idea is to open a chain of bars in Australia called G.I. Joe's, a real American bar, and have the theme of the bar I remember be this. the most over top. Like, like, like South Park. South, South Park. Park. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you walk in there and yeah. like you open the door and then like in Hooters when everybody like oh, no, says no. hi. Instead, when you walk in there, everybody looks at you and goes, America. You, you're thinking of uh from the Simpsons, uh, America Town in Japan. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, that's I don't a good remember one. that. They yeah. probably stole it from me. Simpsons did it. Thanks, yeah. Max. Thanks but, uh, for the Simpsons did it. You know there's a Cocktails and Dreams in Queens something. Australia. Queensland, Australia. Yeah. 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 So to all of our Australian, I've never been there. I didn't know. I would have gone if I'd known. To any of our Australian listeners, if you have a chance, please go there, take pictures, and send it to us. Uh, they used real bottles when they were training. This was no uh, stunt-coordinated act. And they told them, like, hey, don't do this. And Cruz like, I got it to be real. Yeah, I got to be real, man. And they used Bacardi bottles, which... No, they could see in every single scene that there's a Bacardi bottle. Did they have uh, something worked out with them? Or it doesn't was it just, seem like it. Right. I think Jamaica 
Jamaica and the rum and stuff, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So Jamaica was cold and Cruz got very sick. And you would think if I was Tom Cruise, I would be looking forward every day to these waterfall scenes. And he's, with like, Elizabeth Shue. And he's like, get me out, get me out of the water. So I kept looking cause I knew he was sick to see if like there was any falter in his face or like he looks pale. I he, couldn't notice he it. He pulls it off. Yeah. I mean, I guess Elizabeth Shue makes anybody look good. Of you. You'll, you'll be don't fine. talk that way about her. Okay. Don't disrespect her. Is it weird that the only part of this movie I don't like is how poorly she was treated? Uh, you know, that's the other thing too. How mad is it when you see him like uh, pick up the girl at the bar, the older like woman? That. Yeah. I don't like that at all. She wasn't, she, she wasn't treating my shoe the right way. She's terrible to him though. Uh, I don't know if she's terrible to him. I don't know. Make a carrot juice, boy. I ain't, I ain't giving you no job interview. Yeah. You'll yeah. still be the youngest manager there. Yeah. Oh, you mean the girl, the older woman? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. No, no she's awful to him. Okay, good. Uh, three, <laughs> three-time three Oscar winner, uh, Maurice Jair, who was, he, w- it was who scored Lawrence of Arabia, was, <laughs> I swear to you, was the original <laughs> composer for Cocktail. Now, that is the best business card ever. It's like, hey, I did Lawrence of Arabia. They, brought, they brought in J. Peter Robinson to fix it. They liked what he did so much that they had him rescore the entire movie, which he did in one weekend. Wow. So they didn't like the way the music was going. They brought this guy in to replace the other dude, and they rescored it in one weekend. They got Huey Lewis. They got some 50s. That's the power of cocktails. Tom Cruise, I don't think I've ever seen anyone as excited as him singing in The Power of Love. Oh, yeah. Big time. It was incredible. Yeah. So, by the way, do you think they did dance choreography for that one scene where they're kind of doing the same thing together? I don't know. Yeah. It's possible. Because, like, Bartending motions, there's not that many of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You but, and I could do it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shake it to the left, shake it to the right. That was, that right? was amazingly absurd. The yeah. funny, you know the funny thing? Whenever I watch this I movie. Like I want my drink. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. Think about trying to do that scorekeepers when there's 650 people jammed in there and they're all screaming for Long Island iced teas and you yeah. and I are like, shake it to the left, shake it to the right. Who wants some bar poetry? Oh, man. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, when he says um, kamikaze, it makes me laugh so hard. The kamikaze. Who drinks kamikazes? So this movie made. A Have you seen that? Uh, that um, there's some sound that's floating around on TikTok right now, and it's like I thought it was a kamikaze. Now it's ka- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This movie made 171 million dollars. Yeah, on a 20 million budget. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like one of the most popular movies of that year. I love movies that are popular that critics hate. That's like my faves. Uh, let's see here. Kokomo was written for cocktails. So the Beach Boys. No one knows that. The Beach, the Beach Boys, minus Brian Wilson, obviously, they brought the group back into the spotlight. Like this was their resurgence. Yeah, they got nominated. Renaissance. For an, nominated for an Oscar. Yep. Written by John Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas. Oh no way. Yes, yeah, so yes way. Uh, Donaldson was driving to the set one day, mm-hmm. flipped on the radio and heard, "Don't worry." Be happy. And he apologizes because in part he believes that the reason that that song never left the radio and was like burned and scorched in everyone's ocular retina. No, not ocular. What's the ear called? Ear canal? Ear canal. Yeah. Scorched in the ear canal. Yeah. The reason it was played so damn much is because he put it in that movie, but it was no. already popular before the Great music the video of Robin Williams. True dat. Really hairy that arms. Helped. That helped. Yeah. And uh, there was white stairs in 1992. Cruz was getting uh, interviewed and he admitted that this was not the quote crowning jewel of his career End quote. Yeah, you think I think he had fun doing this movie, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, look here. So talk about how this movie could have been different. Let me give you the list of the women who almost got the role. Ooh, I have it, too. Uh, for Jordan, which was played by Elizabeth Shue, Jennifer Gray, Ali Sheedy, Demi Moore, Daryl Hannah, Jodie Foster, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jennifer Jason Lee, Ringwald flat out turned it down. So have, I, I, oh, I got one more. I got one more. You ready? Yep. This is the, this is the one that I think would have been great. Okay. Heather Graham was offered the role, but That's declined it. it because she was doing license to drive. She picked. Did she pick right? A hundred percent. Well, I don't know. I mean, licensed. They're both classics, right? I'm saying it's just weird. She's like 17 in that movie. Yeah. And pulls it off. This woman is 23, 24. She could have pulled it off. Heather Graham could have pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. She would have looked young, but she could have pulled it off. I think Sarah Jessica Parker could have done really good. Cause she's kind of, yeah, maybe she's a little more frantic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ali Sheedy, by the way, no, not Ali Sheedy. Uh, Jennifer Elizabeth, Gray could have done it. Elizabeth Shue. This is my favorite role of hers. Oh no. Karate kid. Karate kid. Yeah. Ali, Ali and the karate kid. I guess so. I'll hear nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, so, do you know the studio hoped that uh, Paul Newman could have played Doug? They wanted to recapture the the magic of the color money. It would have been really good. Sometimes it's a risk, though, when you bring the same two. I mean, it worked for David Spade and Chris Farley, but it doesn't work for everybody else. Or uh, what's it called? The Colin Farrell and that heavyset guy who uh, were in Bruges, and now they're in that Banshees movie. No, I, no idea what you're talking about. Wow. Well, Look it up. Just won the Golden Globe for well, Best good for you. Picture. I don't watch anything new. I stick to the 80s and 90s. <laughs> 
Robin Williams was considered for Brian Flanagan. That so, would have been interesting. So was Jim Carrey and Charlie Sheen. Yep. Charlie Sheen would have been incredible. He would have been good. Donaldson got Robin Williams, though, for his next film, which was Cadillac Man. Isn't it good? Uh, I love Cadillac Man. Okay, I'll watch it this week. It's, oh, by the way, I watched Let It Ride. Oh, did you love it? It's really Isn't great. Isn't it great? Yeah. So I'm happy. What's, you, what scene were you talking about? Like the scene? So the scene for me the that flip, I stopped. Stop, no, no, no. I stopped myself is when. Do you remember when? By the way, this is a movie about gambling at a racetrack. Yeah. Richard, Richard Dreyfus is on like from one to 10. He's a 17. He's great. The entire movie. He's great in this movie. Yeah. So do you remember when a couple weeks ago, in order for the Lions to make it into the playoffs, it required the Rams would have to beat the Seahawks yep. and then that the Lions would have to beat the Packers. Right. So when the Rams were playing the Seahawks, there was just no way, right? Because the Rams are terrible, but they're in the game and there was like a, a field goal that was being kicked. And when any when there's ever a moment in my life that has to do with the Lions where it comes down to a kick, all I see is the scene and let it ride with like, come on, let him win it. Yeah. He deserves it. Let him have it. And, and it goes through like the whole race park yeah. and everybody's like, let him win this one. And they're yeah. like, they all rip their own tickets up. They're like, I'm okay losing. That's what I feel like the world looks at Lions fans. are like, let him have it that's today. That, that, yeah. that, that, oh, that's why I wanted you to see that movie so bad. It was really fun. Uh, other people who are up for the role, these are wild, of Keanu um, Reeves, Jack Nicholson. Whoa. Well, listen, Jack Nicholson, Dustin Hoffman, Michael Caine, and Dudley Moore for the role of Doug Coughlin. Dudley Moore would have been awesome. Michael Caine would have been incredible. Yeah, uh, Dudley Moore was doing author too, and Kane was doing Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, that's that. I mean, he picked, all, they picked right. It, it all worked right. out well because Brian Brown is so. I think his height compared to Tom Cruise is what makes this a uh, big brother, little brother yep. so much more because Cruise usually is not the little brother in anything. Right, right. So right, it's right. like the fact that he was. He looks worn in the face and that he's that much older yeah. and also the accent. There's something about it that makes it seem like they would actually interact like this. Do you know who else I think could have done it? Who? Crocodile Dundee. Paul Hogan. Yeah, I think I so. I think Paul Hogan yeah, totally right. could have done it. Yeah, you're right. Because he's fun. Because he's fun. But he's, he's worn in the face and he could have pulled it off. Can he, can he do sad and pathetic a little bit though? And a little Clint bit Eastwood? Sp- spiteful. <laughs> no. Go Christopher Walken? <laughs> no. A young Christopher Walken. What are you going to de-age right, him? whatever. Yeah. All right, I hate you. De Niro? De Niro. <laughs> That's Al Pacino. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you have these moments where I'm wrong, and you—it's like you so subtly take shots at me, and I love it. Yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. (laughs) Thank you. You know, Molly Ringwald turned down the role of Jordan, by the way. You—you do realize I literally just word for word said that ten sentences. I said Al Sheedy. Nope. No. Ringwald turned it down. I think those are my exact words. Yeah. We're even now. Now we both can feel stupid. Is this the best bar movie of all time? No, Roadhouse is. So there's waiting, which is more restaurant based. Nah, there's nothing else in any generation that compares with these two movies. They're the two best. I'm trying to think. Is there what else is there? Nothing. <laughs> Why aren't there more movies about <laughs> Because Barbie? they haven't made Skeeps the movie yet. Yeah. <laughs> I already have a plot for it. I bet you do. So our owner is a degenerate gambler and he's betting, you know, poker ten thousand dollars a hand, huge hand, and he finally puts up the mortgage for scorekeepers. Do you know what's funny? You've told me this before. Yeah. And then they all have one weekend to raise the money. Yeah, to save so we the have park. to get like as crazy as possible. <laughs> Why did you tell me this like a ten years ago? You yeah, told me this. I've this idea forever. <laughs> Everyone's got one idea. That's amazing. Yeah, you you hold on to that one, white knuckled. Um, <laughs> so, by the way, the film was originally titled "The Bartender." Better yeah. title? No, no. Cocktails the best. But I, I, that might be revisionist history because I just love cocktail. The bartender's pretty cool. Uh, Andrew Shue, Elizabeth Shue's brother, who was in Melrose, Melrose Place. Mm. Uh, he is in the wedding scene. Uh, at the, he's like an extra in the background. He's in a few of those, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the flugelbinder, which is the word they made up when they were talking about, um, shoelaces and the thing that goes on it. Those are actually called aglets. Yep. So that's interesting. I thought no, you and the guy in the 1790s invented them and made $2.5 million at the sure. time. Believe it. Yeah. But by the way, can we, can we break down that scene for a second? Yes. That's, that's actually like the emotional core of this movie. Does that, does that scene get you more than anything else? I've watched it 15 times. Yeah. So, so set up. What's the scene? So they're just sitting, sipping cocktails. They've <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> And they've kind of like, and that was a never ending story. <laughs> They're just having a good time. That's why you're my top gun. <laughs> oh my God. So he's playing with the, those are uh, my terms uh, of endearment. <laughs> How long can you do this for? <laughs> really? This is like my emotional moment. And you're just like, not let me have it. Maybe you should be my transformers. The movie. <laughs> okay. You're I'm done. Go, go, go. Every moment, every moment, every moment. So he's playing with one of those little br- umbrellas and he's talking drink about, umbrellas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's talking about, you know, you get this so you can work on your day gig and you know, when you're done at night, you're so charged up, you have a few drinks and then you have these comatose days that get shorter and shorter and shorter. And I think everyone at some point, cause no one grows up saying, I'm going to work the midnight shift. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. be a night guy. 
my days aren't really going to be mine. And it's this battle of when you make peace with it or if you fight back and do something different. So interestingly enough, what I took away from this, it's a little bit similar to what you're saying. So he's playing with this umbrella. He's talking about there's some guy in some factory who's cranking out a billion of these umbrellas a day. And then they talked about the shoelace thing and how they're the same thing, the little plastic that covers the edge of the shoelace. I think the bigger point that gets made here, and at first you think at simple terms, it's just about bartending, that if you want to have a happy life as a bartender, it can't just be bartending. There has to be something bigger at play. But I've, I love my job. I've got a corporate job and I enjoy it very much. But like if I didn't have the firefighting and if I didn't have the family, and if I didn't have the podcast, I'd feel the same way. Yeah. You have to weave passion into everything you do. Now, if you are one of the people who's lucky enough to found a profession that is completely aligned with your passion, God bless you. Yeah. But that's not very many people. So I think to me, that's what I always take away from this is that he found his happiness, not just because he was creating cocktails and dreams in his bar, because he was finding a way to weave his passion, which is this entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. That's really what his passion was, not bartending. It's true. He read those books without any real direction. He's like, I want to make a million. He didn't really specify as to what. And when it came to bartending, he really did. I think he loved what he did. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he enjoyed it. I think, I think he, some people like the game more than the record. Yeah. If that makes sense, I right? Like the record. Yeah. You love the record. Uh, let's see what else. I got a whole bunch of stuff for you, Max. The bottle of Louis the eighth, the Louis, Louis Trey, uh, brandy that Brian buys at $500 in 1988 would be worth $3,600 in 2020. Is brandy that good? You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't really drink. It. I know that, uh, she's a fine girl. What a good <laughs> wife she would be. <laughs> Brandy. Um, in preparation for the role, Tom Cruise was practicing at a bar in New York. Do you know what that bar was called? John Clancy's Seafood Restaurant. Yeah, I looked it up. It's no, it no longer exists. That's wild. Yeah. Can you imagine going in to see Tom Cruise bartending? Just bartending to practice. So he also went to the Toronto School of Bartending. And he demanded they teach him how to flare bartend. And they finally, like, they made him sign a contract so he, like, wouldn't. Yeah, because he, he was throwing stuff too high in the air and yeah. they were all nervous. Everybody's such a coward. Like, it's that big of a deal. I mean, Tom Cruise is going to kill himself on set at some point. Yeah. That's that's how he wants to go out. Yeah, it, it really is. The woman he was married to at the time, whose name is escaping me, is the me one. Who, is is the one who got him into Scientology. Yeah. And I guess they were fighting all the time. Like they would get off. He'd get off scene and they'd be fighting. And it was very electric. <laughs> Because <laughs> they divorced shortly after that, and then he did uh, what's his face with Nicole Kidman, and that's when they got married. Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Good night, mate. He marries an Australian. He, he did. does Brian Brown's influence. Heck yeah, dude. He's just like, I really want to marry Brian Brown, so I might as well take an Australian, anyways. I mean, I don't know what influences Tom Cruise. He is running. He loves to run. He's a runner. You're, uh, he runs in every movie. Yes, he ran in this movie, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> so look, there's a man, a man seen twice in Jamaica. I don't know if you recognize him or not. Melrose Place guy. Nope. Oh. 90210 guy. There it is. There it is. Uh, his name is James Eckhouse. He played uh, Brenda and Brandon Walsh's dad on Beverly Hills 90210. Do you know what else he was in? I've told you this before, but it's I know, okay I if you forgot. Forget. He's one of the guards in Trading Places. That's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I love that so much. So the ingredients for the red eye you already gave, uh, which is, and in case you guys missed it, it is one ounce vodka, six ounces tomato juice topped off with one cracked egg and apparently some Tylenol or Advil. So when did that stop being a thing? Because never ending story, he blends oh, up. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, that, that was that weird orange drink thing. Yeah, but yeah. that was a thing. I guess. So salmonella, like when did that come to realization? You're asking a guy who doesn't know. Yeah. But it's gross. Rocky, he's drinking Rocky, eggs. he's just eggs, pure eggs. Yeah. Nowadays um, it's expensive. If you, the fall that we joked about in our ad for Bolton Legal Group that uh, Doug Coughlin takes, it's about 23 minutes into the movie. He goes down those subway steps. The same steps are used in the movie Sleepers. Have you seen Sleepers? Yeah, I hate the, that movie. The, the hot dog cart scene with Tommy, John, Michael, and Shakes when they lose their grip on the hot dog stand. It's the worst big title movie with lots of actors. Yeah. It's so awful. It's just Kevin Bacon molesting kids. It's not good. Yeah. yeah you, that's a bad summary, but that's an accurate summary. Uh, Jerry, <laughs> do you know, do you know the names of all of the bars that are referenced in the movie? Jerry's cell block. Yes. Hysteria. Yes. Cat's place. Yes. You're almost there. TGI Fridays and Flanagan's, Flanagan's cocktails, cocktails and, and dreams. dreams. Good for you. Woo. Is hysteria uh, Coglin's place? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then the boat is called Carrie's Carrie's Dream or Dream something. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah over his wife. Um, <laughs> Poor Coglin just decided to get into stocks. Like he had it all, and he's like, I blew it. <laughs> so another thing that I laughed at 
uncontrollably when I realized I kind of put this together. I just watched Home Alone over Christmas mm. and Gary Bamman, who plays the tourist who asks for his free drink when he goes to the bar, yeah. is literally playing the same role as the uncle from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Who's like super cheap. Is like, yeah, yeah. is this champagne come free when he's on the plane? Yeah. It's the same dude. That's awesome. Right? Same universe. Yeah. Home Alone and Cocktail are in the same universe. Uh, this and The Firm. I put The Firm up there as one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. It's I probably love my top five favorite Tom Cruise movies. The Cru- action in the end, the last 20 minutes yeah. is so shocking. A lot of running. Yeah. A lot of Tom oh Cruise Oh my God, running. that's his best running. Uh, Red Stripe. His beer of choice. Yeah. In both films. Weird. Very right? weird. Very yeah. weird. Max, and he likes you, a beer girl. I feel, like, I feel like Tom Cruise improvised that line. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other interesting notes or facts about Cocktail before we wrap up this fine episode that, uh, I, that I missed? Let's see. Won the Razzie for worst screenplay, worst picture, and also nominated for director and actor. <laughs> so... They really, they really, they really so took much. it to him. I think it's because Cruz was such a big star at this point, and they're like, "Why are you doing this movie?" You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like it, when you're the biggest star in the world, you're like, "I'm gonna bartend for a day." There are 40 versions of this screenplay, so the, it's and it's very different th- from the novel that he wrote. It was darker. It, the novel is much darker, and in large part, when they got Cruz, they had to adapt and cater it to who he was. Yep. So I think it lightened it so much that it became cheesy. Yep. And I think had they stuck with the original darkness, it could have been a totally different movie, but I'm not complaining because I love cocktail. Yeah. Uh, Max, do you want to wrap the episode up by doing uh, Coughlin's laws? Yes. How many, do you have all these laws written down? There's not that many. Well, let's hear them. What are they? Drink or be gone. That's a good one. Yeah. Bury the dead. They stink up the place. Also a good one. That was a post-mortem one. That was yeah. in his note that he wrote to Brian. This one frustrates me because <laughs> it's, it's just a, uh, it's fortune cookie stuff. Anything else is always something better. It just means the grass is always greener. I like that, though. I like the way it's said. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying it's... It doesn't frustrate me. Sometimes, would you want anything else right now? I love my life. Yeah, but it just means don't settle. Keep looking. Yeah. This one's terrible. Never Elizabeth, t- Elizabeth Shoe's not just going to show up at your house. you got to show up at her house. Never tell tales about a woman. No matter how far she is, she'll hear you. <laughs> well, you're, you're in a lot of trouble on that one, yeah. not me. As far as the rest of Coggins' laws, ignore him. The guy was always full of shit. Max, that's pretty good. I don't have anything else on this movie other than I love it. Do you have anything else? Thank you for making this movie. Whoever. Who are you thinking? You're thinking me? I didn't make the movie. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom, Tommy. Tommy C. <laughs> without without this, I couldn't justify my lifestyle. Our our request to Tom Cruise's people went unanswered to get him on the show to talk about this movie, but we'll keep trying and yeah. see what happens. He's on a plane somewhere just jumping out with no parachute. Probably. <laughs> and Max, on that note, uh, is perfect time for us to hop on over to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Will Irwin, which, by the way, I am not able to say his last name without thinking of... Steve throw, Irwin? No. Throw Mama from the Train. Owen! <laughs> Owen! Oh, God. So I'm going to call him Will Owen! <laughs> Sorry. Dude, his Instagram, uh, <clears throat> William Irwin 37 it's got, uh, what's it called? Oh, my God. What's his name? Who's the main dude from Letterkenny? Owen! No. <laughs> Look it up. Better I don't know. Pat her, let's get at her. Yeah. Uh, the dude. Oh my God! Hold on, Johnny, Utah, Wayne. He's got Wayne as his main thing, and he's a hunter, and he's got bikes, and he's got a picture of Tecmo Bowl. I mean, the dude rocks. Well, let us see what the dude has to say about the movie Cocktail. Uh, Will is another one of our faithful fans, always checking in with us on episodes, and uh, we always love having people on the show who dig the show. It makes for more entertaining spotlights. So let's see what Owen had to say about about freaking sorry cocktail. <laughs> Hello, Mo and Max. Thank you so much for letting me be part of the podcast. Absolutely love the show. You guys have just the exact level of toxic friendship I look for in all of my relationships. You are the best. I'm all shook up just being here, and it's even better because I'm talking about Cocktail, Tom Cruise, and Elizabeth freaking Shoe. Oh, I love you so, Elizabeth Shoe. Movies full of magic moments. There's The Bar Poem by Brian Flanagan, Tom Cruise getting wild again, dropping drink names from the tutti fruity three-toed sloth to the death spasm. Ooh, that's powerful stuff, sir. When he's not standing on the bar, he's behind it. Hippie, hippie shaking it up with Doug Coughlin and their choreographed drink mixing. Who didn't want to be a bartender after watching that? I know I did. Doug and Brian, they eventually part ways, and Brian meets Jordan in a tropical paradise. We could rave on about Elizabeth Shue all day, but I just don't have the time. The movie gets a little dark with Doug's death, but don't worry. Be happy. Brian and Jordan get married. And Brian fulfills his lifelong dream of opening his own bar, Flanagan's Cocktails and Dreams. Finally, can't talk about Cocktail without mentioning the soundtrack. 
I remember going to a music store to buy the cassette because I was looking for a copy of Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Found out the only way to get it was to get the cocktail soundtrack. Luckily, loved the whole album because skipping around between songs on a cassette was a challenge today's youth will never understand. And that's Cocktail. Great movie, great music. I want to give a shout out to the guys over at Bad Movies Rule, another great movie podcast that showed me the way to buzz in the tower. And thank you again, Mo and Max. Keep up the great work. Peace. We do have a lot of toxicity between us. It's not healthy. I'm okay with it. I know. Well, you're because you're uh, weak. Well, no, this is like, I have to be like the boss man at my job. So this is like. Are you going to say that every episode? You just said that in the last episode too. Okay. This is like Find a, a different way of saying it. How about, this is my B- I, I have no spine, so I'm comfortable being This is my Chuck people. Rhodes BDSM. You know, you should put me on the rack. and <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And there you go. I like powered. that. I, I, I stand corrected. Go back to your previous explanation. <laughs> it was better. Uh, first Let's of all. Word is pineapple. I, we, I, we, <laughs> it's not, though. <laughs> we have such talented listeners. Like, I sometimes when I get with our spotlights, I'm like, why can't, Mac, why can't Max be this talented? I, mean, talk, I, I yeah. clearly am. You can barely say negative or whatever the word was. I think you'd get ornery if someone else tried to take your spotlight no nobody can there it is i'm a golden god <laughs> Owen! uh great call on the flick great call on the info great call on the recap and um max anything else i'm missing that you want to add just bartending rules and if you haven't done it and you got like a year where you can like figure yourself out give it a try it is it's a lot of fun yeah it's really tough i think a lot of people are really scared because it's hard to go into any job just as a bartender you typically have to work your way through the ranks but if you can get to that level and put a few years of bartending under your belt, you too can be on the Mo and Max plan to success. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to write a book. It's called How to Not Be a Millionaire. <laughs> Max, another episode, another movie. It's always a pleasure to sit and talk about crappy 80s movies with you. Uh, is there any way in which you would like to, well, I guess before I ask you to end this episode, I should do what we do every week, which is remind everyone, if you're not already, follow, subscribe, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a review. Those things help more than you can possibly understand. In addition to that, at Buzz in the Tower on all social media platforms, patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower, where your feedback will also be featured on the show for as little as $3 a week, a month, a year, three a month, 30, yeah. 36 bucks a year like, with a discount. Yeah. Pay it all up front. It's like, like 20 bucks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We're giving it away. It's amazing. Visit our website, buzzinthetower.com, pick up officially licensed merch. And uh, Max, other than that, how do you want to end this spectacular, libaceous filled episode? Podcast end badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. That's that's weak. No? How about Shapiro's Law? <laughs> Shapiro's Law. Make fun of your co-host until you feel better about yourself. Shapi- Go Lions! Shapi- that's pretty Shapiro's, good. Shapiro's Law. Every year is the Lions year. Shapiro's Law. Keep if it up, fire Keep it up. there, Keep it up. I'll be there. Sanders Law. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sanders Law. Apologize I'm, profusely. I'm scared. <laughs> Here's what Shapiro's law is simple. Drinks in love as far as the eye can see. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Goodbye. (laughs) You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.